Hey Red Wings fans, as you guys know, there is nothing like the great sport of hockey. You've got that fast tempo, you've got guys putting up the fisticuffs, got these highlight reel plays. How many more lacrosse goals are we going to see for the rest of the season? This is incredible. But for some of us hockey fans out there, it does get pretty tough. We got to search for some excitement. I'm talking about us Red Wings fans. Where are we going to find some excitement? Well, I can help you with that because I'm going to give you a source here. It's mybookie.ag. Put a little money down on these Red Wings games and let's make them a little bit more interesting. Now, mybookie.ag isn't just that site where you're going to be putting down your money. This site's going to help you with understanding every team and every game so then you get to take that knowledge and turn it into some cash nobody gives you more ways to win than mybookie.ag mybookie has the best payouts better odds than any other sports book i am telling you right now the brothers of discussion putting their stamp on it they trust mybookie.ag you can risk a little you can risk a lot and right now as red wings fans Maybe we want to make these games just that much more interesting, so we're going to drop down a little extra dough. But with Christmas around the corner, there's daily gifts that you can keep an eye on. You've got free plays, free spins, some uh, early Christmas presents coming your way as long as you go to mybookie.ag. Now, if you join mybookie right now, you will have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $100, you're going to receive $50 to play with for free. We'll play this game one more time. If you put down $200, guess what you're getting? That's right, $100 to play with. You can turn that money into whatever you want. You've just got to use the promo code THPN. That is in reference to the Hockey Podcast Network. Use the code THPN and activate your account, and you're going to be able to get this half of your deposit put right into your account from day one visit mybookie.ag today you play you win and you get paid everybody and welcome to episode 38 of the discussion five brought to you by brothers of discussion we're here to talk to you about the five most pressing matters for the detroit red wings every monday and thursday morning uh i am matthew clink you can find me on twitter as at clinkbet my brother is at michael underscore clink and you can find the entire show at bod hockey uh, we're also the Brothers of Discussion uh, because of our pro wrestling podcast. you got to check it out. It's at BOD Podcast on Twitter. BODpodcast.com is the website. Also, BrothersofDiscussion.com will do the trick. Uh, we are also found on Facebook as the Brothers of Discussion. We have a joint Instagram account that is Brothers underscore of underscore discussion. Um, yeah, go check it out if you're a fan of pro wrestling. Uh, I, I just don't understand who isn't. Uh way more fun to have those predetermined scenarios uh anyway we're also here because of the, the hockey podcast network that is every team everywhere uh that's uh found at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com a show for every single hockey team in the nhl uh they're also featuring shows like tales with tr it's a hockey podcast featuring former montreal canadians first round <coughs> draft pick terry ryan talking about the sport of hockey, bringing on various guests, and shares tales of his life and uh, professional hockey career. Uh, there's also the Ice Analytics Podcast every Friday. And uh, if you guys head on head on over to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com, they have uh, the Patreon you can sign up for, plenty of cool uh, 
mini episodes or uh, I guess a small series that you can check out. Couple of which were uh, that I was involved in reviewing the most recent Star Wars movie. Uh, everybody was super excited. And uh, going back to pro wrestling, if you are a non WWE fan, we went over Wrestle Kingdom. Super fun. Uh, so go check it out. That is thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And uh, thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, we do have a wonderful. Um, link we need to share with you that's on our uh, twitter account it is nhlshop.775j.net slash z capital k a m m you'll find it on our twitter account so just go to at bod hockey uh but you can go to the nhl shop and save up to 65 percent with code nhlfs39 that is nhlfs39 if you use the link, though, that's how you're going to be able to support the show. So uh, you're scratching our back by clicking that link, and we'll scratch yours with this code of NHLFS39. And you can find that at BOD Hockey on Twitter. All right, Mike. All that baloney's out of the way. Uh, everybody already had to listen to uh, a MyBookie ad, so let's uh, let's rumble along. We're uh, losing to Philadelphia, Mike. Um just a couple Damn of it. things I wanted to point out, and and the scary thing is the number one name uh, on everybody's lips uh, to be traded is Andreas Athanasiu. Um, he's a minus three in this game um, against Philly, and uh, if you watch this game, like it, it always it always is this this weird sort of you mentioned the plus minus, and you have to go well that's a stupid stat, but when you're absolutely dominating. <laughs> And the minus side of things, um, you know, it's something to take a peek at. And Athanasiu really did put up one of his worst games of the year. Uh, he brought down, for the first time this season, Bertuzzi and Larkin down into the, the depths of Athanasiu hell. Uh, they also both ate a minus three. <laughs> and honestly, he could have bet a minus four. Uh, if you go back to the end of the first period, Athanasiu giving up one hell of a turnover or i i should say give you know a giveaway um just barely paying attention and uh and if you 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 caught the first goal he gets absolutely laid out for the first goal so at that point it should have been two to nothing because of athanasiu uh philly just couldn't finish on that that first turnover but uh oh oh my gosh uh this mike this was easily uh athanasiu's worst game and i am concerned and this is why i'm bringing this up is because he's he's our top trade guy he's he's who he's like one of the few names that uh, as we talk with people at the hockey podcast network they actually want and he just keeps getting worse i don't know what to do um matt what i will say is one of my favorite lines from the simpsons movie when yeah. Uh, bart skateboards naked through the city and says oh dad this is the worst day of my life and homer goes so far (laughs) <laughs> it's the worst day of your life so far <laughs> so it's uh, yeah it was anthony c's uh worst day of his life so far uh i mean like oh, I, I, like it could get can better you, can right? you just just punt those days you know maybe one more month and do that you know i i wish all of our trade assets would stop you know crapping the bed and you know puncturing their own lungs you know i there's got to be a better way to get rid of these guys and Clearly, these guys want to be Red Wings for life, Matt, because they will not get on the trade market. They refuse. 
Yeah, I, it does kind of seem like now they're just sabotaging themselves. Uh, but uh, if there's one guy who's trying to play himself out of here, it's uh, Bernier with another 933 uh, night for him. I mean, he's been our MVP. Oh, that's, uh, that's NXT in the background. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I, I asked the question. Um, so before uh, th- there were these these questions of who... Who can actually be like the MVP in the NHL? And and sometimes what happens is you get like, you know, David Pasternak. Could he really be MVP with the rest of the people he plays with? Same thing with Nathan McKinnon. Um, so, Mike, riddle me this. Why, with the play that we're getting from Jonathan Bernier, is he not a double candidate for the Vesna and the Hart Trophy? <laughs> Considering who he plays with. <laughs> if you can disqualify a guy because of who he plays with, like, oh, no, he can't, even though he leads the league in points or goals, he can't actually be the MVP because he I plays think, with uh, all this talent. Yeah, I think what you're referring to is, uh, 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 I don't want to call it syndrome. Um, I'll call it the, the Mike Trout effect, a guy who somehow wins the Major League Baseball MVP award for a team that never makes the playoffs. Um Bernier is essentially the the Mike Trout of the National Hockey League because uh, he's got no support. Uh, nobody scores goals for him, so he doesn't get any of those um, surface level statistics with wins. Right. Uh, you know, um, I I will say his save percentage should be even higher with with how many shots he gets to face on the regular. Um, but so many of those are just you know. Uh, impossible angles because he's just left out to dry. What we have to do is figure out a new, like, Bernier stat. How many goals does he give up just one-on-one, you know, not not a not a three-on-none or a four-on-none, which sometimes it feels like is going on. Just a, just a traditional, you know, goalie versus shooter. Like, how, how bad is he? Well, I, I guess the way I'm posing it, I, I'm even phrasing it wrong. Like, he, it's, it's how excellent he's been because he stopped most of those. Well, yeah, uh, like, the the hockey analytics community kind of poo-poos, like, any sort of goaltender analytics. But I think what they need to do is look at their offensive analytics and kind of, like, work backwards. So the Red Wings are always terrible when it comes to, like, expected goals uh, because of the shots they throw out there and then the shots they give up. So isn't that, <laughs> like, like, to that effect... You should be able to say, well, who's who's the worst in expected goals because of the shots they're going to give up, and then and then kind of cross reference that with save percentages and whatnot. So yeah. we we measure that stuff now. I, I feel like I feel like God damn it, we should we should be able to set up a campaign for good old Johnny Bernier. Um, again, uh, I I couldn't I couldn't really say this because uh, like when McDavid leads the league in points, he still doesn't win the heart trophy uh so right I, I mean essentially everything i'm saying right now it, you know we're not we're not making it to the playoffs so it's apparently that's number one on the list when you become the mvp which I, i'm still a fan of that that idea but if we are going to consider folks who do have a good team around them maybe also aren't making it to the you know they're, they're not even going to be a stanley cup contender there's no way um I think uh, I think then the conversation needs to start with Bernier. I'm, I'm going to throw that out there just for funsies. 
I hope. Uh, well, before if, if, we move on, yeah. I think it's just because we're getting closer to that trade deadline, Matt, and it's just fun to update it. Basically, every episode. Uh, but of these two players, who has more trade value? Now, I think you would immediately say Bernier, but he's already on the wrong side of 30. Is he going to get better? Um, you know, goalies, sometimes it could be a little different because sometimes they'll, they'll age gracefully like, uh, like a fine wine, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the CU, he's still got, um, um, still got room to grow. Um, you know, he's got that, you know, maybe 60, 70 point season still in his, in his tum tum ready to, to blossom. Matt, which one of these guys do you think has the most trade value right now? You're another team on the cusp. You're either at the eight seed or you're about to get into the playoffs. Who would you want? Yeah, we just we we talked about it in the last episode. I, I don't think anything's changed. I think Athanasiu is going to move because there's more need for forwards out there. And I think uh, Bernier just like even if you were going to say, all right, the Maple Leafs are struggling with with goaltending and especially like backup goaltending. Well, why why are they you know, like how are they going to be able to? Or let me let me say this. Why would they make the trade and take on the cash for Bernier? Uh, as opposed to just going off in a different direction or kind of just hoping that things work out uh, for their goaltending. It's just the Red Wings would probably have to eat up a lot of the Bernier salary, um, which is, which, which I guess is fine. But um, I, I just can't get past the, the idea that there's actually still glowing reviews of Athanasiu this year uh, because of his speed. Like, Putting him in Edmonton seems to be a hot issue, a hot button issue right now. Um, yeah. So I, I just think, I think there's less market for a uh, potentially a backup goaltender. Um, and there's there's even you know we talk about the like marketing all the time for uh, for pro wrestling and for the NHL. I think it's easier to market a guy like Athanasiu than it's going to be to market, you know, tell tell your fans that we just traded for a backup goaltender. So, yeah, as far as a backup, that just means you don't think another team would value him as like a number one. I mean, the potential's out there, but even if you go backwards in his career, and and, and you know what, I bring up the Maple Leafs, and they they used to have Bernier, so I don't think that's happening. Um, I mean, there's, there's this idea now that you do need at least a, a plan B. And, uh, like we talked about in the last episode, like there, it's hard to, it's hard to put a finger on a team that absolutely needs the help of Bernier, but like, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, they're, they're always strapped for goaltending. And if Flurry goes down, I mean, the playoffs are done. So do they want to have a plan B? Do they want to have a backup? I, I kind of like that idea, but, um. Yeah, I, like I said, it's it's tough to put a finger on somebody that ap- that absolutely needs goaltending, has the money and space for it, would actually want yeah. to bring a Bernier back into their life. I, I I think I'll just keep throwing my hat on that same point. Well, hey, uh, you know that's kind of new point. <laughs> no, I mean we're t- talking about the future of those two guys and the future of the Wings. You know, kind of assets they can get. But man, we have some assets right now. And these guys are ready to play for the Detroit Red Wings. Matt Gustav. Don't call him Lidstrom. Lindstrom. And Taro Hirose. Matt. These are two big call-ups. Big deal. Two top prospects, Matt. According to 
the athletic. Um, and it's all thanks to Mike Green and Nielsen, uh, a couple more guys who might have been trade assets, uh, refusing to leave this Red Wings team, placing themselves on injured reserve. Matt, whew, how excited are you to see these young pups out there skating around and getting dirty? Well, we already saw Hiroshi earlier in the season, so we can get that out of the way. I'm not super stoked for that, but maybe he's shored something up. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll have to say I also stole something from The Athletic, is is the idea of how Hiroshi's found success, and a lot of it's been power play success. So do you, you, know, do you need a guy on your roster that, that could barely make this Red Wings team? to just be a power play specialist when, I mean, you think about power play specialists over the years. Um, I mean, you're talking about the old goats who just don't have the stamina to stay on the ice. And Tara Rossi's a 23 year old kid. So the excitement level for that is more just, all right, maybe he'll bring a little more effort. And, and yeah. you know what? He also played a lot with uh, Athens CU when he was up. So that, that might've also hurt. Um, just because of the, you know, if, if we want to talk the luck, the puck luck bug on, uh, on Athens CU, then it also touches everyone he's playing with, but Hiroshi, not super excited. So let me move on to, uh, to Gustav Lindstrom. I, I kind of liked, uh, I pulled these, um, quotes from, from Blaschel because I, I'm, I've got like a semi, you know, I'm, I'm not <laughs> super ready to go for this call up. And there's, there we go. There's my Alexa in the background. Uh, you know, I'm not super stoked for this call up cause you can kind of see what he's been doing in Grand Rapids and it's not incredibly impressive, but everybody likes to look at, you know, the draft position of our guys. Um, shoot, we have, you know, we have Terry Ryan as a first round pick, Mike, of the Montreal Canadiens. So, uh, uh before you said that, <laughs> I was going to say, that's usually a bad sign if they're talking about, wow, this guy's a second rounder. <laughs> from 2012 and he's gunning to get his first try out here in the third line for the Detroit Red Wings in last place like oh my god what's this guy been doing for eight years uh, so it's not that bleak for Lindstrom uh but Matt yeah what are what are uh what are the numbers coming from uh Beer City over there at Grand Rapids minus 12 and five assists no goals uh not great <laughs> And, uh, and and sort of the scuttlebutt that we read, because do we watch every Grand Rapids-Griffins game, Mike? Absolutely not. No. Uh, <laughs> scuttlebutt you read, he's got some learning to do. Um, yeah. But then, uh, I don't know, That that's what we've been hearing, and this is kind of... Let, let's just go through what Blash will say, and we'll kind of review that and then move on. But uh, Blash says, talk to Steve about how we can get better as a group. There's a list of defensemen down there. It could be a number of them. I think Hicketts, McElrath, Lashoff have all come up and done a good job. They're good players. I'd feel comfortable with any of these guys coming up. Right now, we wanted to see Cider where Cider is. He's a first-year pro, so at this time, as we stand here today, we're going to let him continue to play down there. Mike, <laughs> this is based off a question of why is Lindstrom getting the call up? <laughs> so... I don't know how excited he is, but um, let's uh, he finally decides to talk about the guy who got the call up. Uh, Gustav did a really good job in training camp, talking to Steve, Ben Simon, Ryan Martin, Nicholas Cromwell, everybody that's seen him have all been really pleased with his play. Uh, they think uh, he's one of the better defensemen on a nightly basis down there, and I think we're all cautiously optimistic that he can come up and do a good job. 
You just never know until guys get up here. He defends well, and he passes the puck, and he competes. If you can defend well and pass the puck out of your zone, we all know that's been an issue. <laughs> what that does is help you offensively. Um, Mike, uh, just to kind of put the, the cap around here, they are going to pair him with Trevor Daly, too. And <laughs> just none of this sounds super exciting for Lindstrom. Um, no. Again, there, there's the excitement on Twitter. Uh, but I, I, I just cautiously optimistic is almost too strong. Like that, that's too, that's too strong of a of a way to kind of define someone's excitement for this. Because I, I, I really would not have even pegged him for a call up this year uh, just based on what again i'm reading about the, the griffins not anything that i'm reporting myself but um yeah I, you know i i kind of feel like what they're doing a little bit with this is um uh just kind of playing psychologist with this guy you know maybe he hasn't had a great season so far at, at in grand rapids yeah. um, and the way they're selling that he's coming up well you know you can defend a little bit and I guess he can pass out of the zone. He's good at that. He's good at getting the puck out of his own hands because, God forbid, he tries to skate in the offensive zone, right? I think what they're doing is just trying to, like, lower the expectations, not make him feel like he's got to do a lot. Um, you know, they're putting him with, with Trevor, um, who should, you know, probably be taking care of him. I think they're just trying to put him in a, in a spot to succeed in a, in a, at a time when we desperately need to change up the defense. Um, so I don't think they wanted to come out and be like, Hey, don't forget this guy was a hot shot second round pick from 2017. You know, they're just saying, well, we just need a guy to get it out of the zone periodically. So <laughs> that's your job. Just, we don't need a lot from you. If a puck happens to carry him off of your face into the net, you know, so be it, but we don't need that from you. So it's okay. I, I think that's a hard job too. Like, the Red Wings have proved that is a very difficult thing to do, and they've proved it the last couple years. I just very much doubt that Lindstrom's going to come in and make that difference. Um, it'd be great because then he's paired with Trevor Daly, and then you know we can kind of start to mask all of his shortcomings. But uh, yeah, it's just to me coming back to the the marketing aspects of it. Um, I think this is more exciting than saying Hicketts is, is common McElrath or, uh, or lash off. Like, it's just that, that kind of feels like that sort of decision to me. And I'm fine with that. Cause now I'm, I'm actually paying attention. I'm actually reading up on what's going on in the lineups, uh, before the actual day of the game. But, um, yeah, it's just, I think reading between the lines and especially with Blashill taking a good minute before he's thought of a nice thing to say about Lindstrom uh yeah. you know that that might either be me reading a little too much into it or there's a lot of truth and that's that's sort of the game we've been playing uh for a while here with Steve Eiserman and Blasio you know what but... it you know what it definitely reminded me of like uh when you're watching baseball and then they'll call up a relief pitcher who you know he only had like maybe three good innings but they were like like the last three innings he had were really good. So they just call him up from like single a. Right. And you're just like, well, we just literally need someone to throw the ball over home plate. That's, that's what we're looking for. Um, if he manages to get an out, that would be great. Um, but we're really, we just don't want to walk people. So I guess what they're trying to do here is listen, we have the, the MVP of the national hockey league playing goalie for us. If you can just, just, 
don't allow a four on none. That's your goal. <laughs> um, you know, you can, you know, let a puck hit you once in a while. Just try to try to. Bernier's going to do 110% of the work. If you can just be a, a, a pylon in the right spot, that would be outstanding. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we actually saw uh, Chalowski making his uh, return and giving up a it's... close to a four on none, um, another <laughs> shorthanded goal. So um, we know we know it's tough to to not do that. Uh, I'm sure I'd yeah. allow a lot of four on nuns, but um, <laughs> yeah. Mike, a guy who has not allowed a lot of four on nuns uh, is all of a sudden being rushed back. Anthony Mantha getting a, the accelerated, as uh, Jeff Blaschel put it, the accelerated injury, uh, I don't He's know. He's going to save the show, Death, make yeah. it Saturday Night Live again. Um, Here he comes. The, You're talking about Anthony that? Mantha, uh, right? Timeline? Yeah, timeline. Injury timeline. Yeah. That's what's been accelerated. Um, damn, and, and how about, like, we all thought it was like a hand and a head thing, and then... We get this nice little story about Mantha's punctured lung and the most pain he's felt in his entire life. Um, <laughs> some crazy stuff, but uh, yeah, Anthony Mantha, uh, seven to ten days it looks like uh, after after Blaschel kind of went back and forth and said, um, you know, it could be the rest of the season. You 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 don't really want to put any days or dates on this kind of thing, even though that's what we do in pro sports. Uh, but yeah. Anthony Manta coming back. Mike, I think that's good. Uh, Blaschel immediately said, now he's not going to be the Anthony Mantha we all remember from October. And then we all said, Blaschel, what are you doing? Um, but he's, you know, he's making good points. I, I mean, he's got to get his legs back underneath him. But Mike, the, the thing I think is most unfortunate, and we didn't bring this up in the last episode, but Zadina is also out uh, two to three weeks. And I think that's the one pairing we wanted to see, or at least on the forward line, uh, let's put Zadina and Mantha together and see what can happen. Or at least let's flesh out these lines to where maybe Mantha and Zadina aren't playing together, but there's enough talent to do maybe two forward lines that are respectable. Right. Somewhat. <laughs> that's, that's asking a lot, man. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm happy Mantha's coming back. Um, so, that we're, you know, that only means we're, we're another week or so when Mantha comes back from seeing Zadina also return. But, um, yeah, just, you know, it just kind of feels like what's going to happen next, <laughs> you know, who's going down to make this, to just ensure we can't have two respectable forward lines, uh, for a single game, uh, Bertuzzi, Larkin, <laughs> watch out. Uh, and I, I think, uh. Yeah, it just kind of feels that way. Like, if if you know if Sedina was healthy, are they are they making the silly decision to not rush back Mantha? Like, you know what I mean? I I don't know. It just it. The yeah, the way the the, the way the um, everything lines up is definitely a little suspicious. Um, like to to just field like um, a not historically awful hockey team like. We got to do something because, uh, you know, we might actually lose fans if we're that bad. So, Mantha, it was just a punctured lung, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Get on out there. Uh, I guess, Matt, outside of making sure we're not one of the most historically awful teams in the history of organized sports, is there any other reason that you would rush Mantha, Mr. I get injured every single season? Why else would you rush him back? Oh, I... 
to prove that he's still a trade asset? That's. I, I mean, yeah, for, for games, I, I, I can't believe that they want to keep these interesting, but uh, that would be... That would have to be the number one reason. Like, I, I think Red Wings fans should kind of look at that as like, oh, we they have to prove that he's still healthy uh, before they <laughs> before they put him on the trade block, right? So they got they got to show <laughs> that he's he's going to perform once he moves along uh, to somebody else. And again, like there were trade rumors before the season started, so this isn't that far fetched. And if you compare Manta's entire season and take away out take away that first week. It's it's not that it's not that great, you know. So right. let's not you know let's not be too afraid to to trade away Manta because that that could be that could be something where we're getting some pretty good assets well, uh, in return. What's yeah? What's interesting is that usually in sports there's this weird magical cure um, for most injuries, and it's winning. Uh, so that's certainly not what's going on with Manta here because we're we're not going to be winning any games with him. Um, I, I almost have to think that management said, dude, we got, what, two, three weeks before the deadline? If you can get out there and prove yourself, you can be a happy person and <laughs> we'll be able to trade you. But if you still have a punctured lung, God damn it, you're going to be here for the rest of your life. It's like the WWE. Which, with a punctured lung, may not be very long. So bandage it up, patch it up, and get out there. You know, I... There's, I can't believe it's either him or management has just said, whoa, there's a chance for me to leave. I, I have to increase my stock, and then I'll be free. <laughs> there's no other reason. Yeah. There's none. There's no none. So let's put let's put it out there. I think I think we're both in agreement that there is something fishy. And we've we've been called out by the Hockey Podcast Network for being um, uh, a little paranoid sometimes with with certain things but i you know what i'm also gonna say i i think we nail it every time we're paranoid um <laughs> god damn it yeah but uh i i think this one also smells fishy i mean you know let's, what, what have we been paranoid about eiserman's not giving a timeline because uh he doesn't want to tell the fans that oh god it's jesus uh seven to ten years before we're competitive again um <laughs> It's it's not that bad, uh, but that also like uh, you know the 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 Olympics is it is a little bit of us not being involved is possibly because the American team would have been better than the Canadian team. I, I'm gonna stand on that one, God damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, this is another one that kind of smells like something else is going on, and especially with Mantha just talking about like. Oh yeah, it's uh oh we did the concussion thing. Oh, everything's fine. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. And if go back, listen to the interview. That's exactly how he sounds. He high inflections. Uh, he sounds like Jerry Seinfeld. It's it's just it's not good. Um. <laughs> now, uh, Michael, we'll wrap up here quick. Um, we've got power rankings guru, and we talked about this geez a month ago. Uh, our our remaining schedule just keeps getting tougher and tougher. Uh, I think to look at this statistic is hilarious. Give us a break. <laughs> so our average opponent rank is yeah. 12.54. And then the Rangers are number two in this. And they're a full point, like, better or, or hard or easier. There we go. Full point easier than what we have to put up with. Um, we are going to be facing the best of the best for the rest of the season. And um, 
I don't know. I I put out there. I I just can't believe that we're not going to hit like 40 points. And then when you look at the schedule, including what I've listed here till our next show is released, Mike Buffalo, Columbus, who just every goaltender they bring up decides that they're going to be the second coming and, uh, and Boston who (laughs) I just, if, if it becomes a track meet, there's, there's nothing doing. Uh, we're just going to get destroyed. So this, this just, I'm bringing this up because it's just kind of feels like, three losses in a row after not doing so hot uh the last two i don't know if you remember mike uh both shutouts we talked about one today so there's not really a flotation device coming up there's there's not much and and coming back to mantha being rushed back um if this was about making sure we just don't lose out the rest of the season maybe that's why it's a pretty, I don't know, it's a pretty hollow reason, uh, you know. Right. No, it really matter really if, if we get, you know, six wins instead of five. Uh, who cares <laughs> at this point? Oh, God. It's so hard to watch. All right, well, let's do something fun. Mike, I hope you have a, a game prepared. Ooh, it was a toughie, let me tell you. Uh, also, I kept stealing Blaschel quotes for the entire episode. I know! So. I had to, this is my, uh, my sixth one. Uh, I had to move down the list. Uh, it's uh, to the point, Matt, and it's everybody's favorite part of the show. It's who's in Pokemon! Yay! Typically starring head coach Jeff Blashill as he tries to find some positive, some silver lining here um, in the worst season in organized sports. Uh, but, Matt, I looked high. I looked low. I could not find Blashill's positivity. So instead, Matt... We're going to call this the SpongeBob SquarePants moment because uh, we're going to find out who said something truly awful. <laughs> um, and Matt, you got to guess which current Detroit Red Wing said this pathetic quote. Jesus. Are you ready? I'm ready. And you'll see why it's the SpongeBob moment here in a second. But here we go. It just starts Every- with... <laughs> <laughs> Every time we think we've hit rock bottom, we go a little further. <laughs> Is that it? And I was just thinking of Bikini, Bikini bottom. bottom. Yeah, I didn't want to call it the rock because that kind of sounds positive and fun. Like, we hit another rock bottom. Boom! And then people's elbow. No, it's more like, I live under a rock and we hit rock bottom. <laughs> I was going to say it. Patrick Starr seems like, right? <laughs> yeah. He actually lives under a rock. Um... Uh, all right. Was this our future captain? Uh, oh, or... Matt, you are already on the right track. Oh, really? Yeah, you're on the right track. Dylan Larkin, baby. Matt, wreck up, the wreck streak up, is broken. Up. No! The streak is broken. The captain, well, the assistant, one of the 17 assistant captains on the Detroit Red Wings. Matt. He was our hero to start the season. I'm not talking about Mantha. I'm talking about the Den of Glenn. Mr. Luke Glenn Denning himself said every time we think we've hit rock bottom, turns out rock bottom is a little bit lower. But we have to stick with it. And that is one of your assistant captains and soon to be the owner of a beautiful sweater with a C on it. You know, what's funny is I heard Glenn Denning say that, but I think you read like a censored one because when, when I, so I knew... Like, in my head, I was like, can't be Glenn Denning, because he said every, every fucking, fucking time. 
<laughs> Seems like we can't get any fucking worse. We get fucking worse. God. <laughs> and then he stormed out of the locker room. <laughs> Was he still on his skates? So he's kind of blade walking out in anger. <laughs> Yeah, he did one of those, you know, his ankle bent the wrong way and he fell. It was ugly. Um, all right. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we always do a quick wrap-up here because we we just can't seem to get right at that moment of, of sweetness where you can go home in, in 30 minutes. You're, you're sticking around for another long one. But uh, thanks for sticking around, and uh, we will talk to you again on Monday. All right, bye, everybody. Hi everybody, this is Matt Klink of the Brothers of Discussion, reminding you that you can find the Brothers of Discussion at BODpodcast.com, BrothersofDiscussion.com, find us on Twitter at BODpodcast, and of course we are bringing you content every Thursday, if not during every Monday Night Raw, every NXT show, every AEW Dynamite, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view, every major show happening in the United States, the Brothers of Discussion are covering it, so if you want good wrestling coverage come to the brothers of discussion thanks everybody